Welcome to Home Education Matters, the weekly podcast supporting you on your home education journey. Hello and welcome to Home Education Matters. I'm joined today by Wesley, who is part of our A Day in the Life series that we're doing this Christmas, where we just explore a little bit about different home educators days and what they look like because I'm noticing that every home educator has a completely different looking day and every day looks slightly different for every different home educator so first of all hi Wesley welcome to the podcast and would you like to tell us (laughs) would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and your home education journey okay I'm 43 I live in Surrey I've got an eight-year-old um, and we decided to home educate him after a couple of really negative run-ins with schools and like authorities and things like that. Yeah, and it's been going really well so far. How long have you been doing it? Uh, it's coming up to 18 months. Ah, so you're bedded in nicely by now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And how does your child enjoy it? Uh, he loves it. It's uh, We were finding when he was in... He was in the local primary for a while, and uh, from four years old, as you know, they normally start at that age. And he just he kept having run-ins with older kids. The teachers were just telling me it was happening and not actually doing anything. I'm like, but haven't you? Are you not intervening? And they went, well, no, it's kids being kids. And then, then why are you telling me? Yeah, if it's not an what, issue, why are you raising do? it? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And the one that got me is he had a uh, he had an in the playground with two older boys. They st- he was bearing in mind he was four. They told stole his hat and were passing it between each other. And then he, he kind of got the ump and shoved one of them over and took the hat back. Mm. And then they pulled me up and said, Look, this happened. And I was like, All right, but well, doesn't sound like a me problem. That sounds like a they problem. <laughs> and the the lady said, No, we can't allow him to put hands on other children. I said, All right, do you know that's do you know that that's what happened she said well I was there I saw it happen I went oh okay so you watched these older boys take my son's hat and throw it amongst themselves to the point where he got annoyed and shoved one of them and you did nothing and I was like that's not a good sign it's like something um, from the Simpsons isn't it I watched the Simpsons oh it's ridiculous my only school experience, because my children have never been to school, is watching The Simpsons and they have the bully. You know, they have these bullies that are always nicking people's bags and stuff and throwing it between. And every time I, I watch it, I think that can't really happen. Does that really oh, happen in real life? It does, oh, it, does it? It happens. And the thing is, uh, my son's a very, um, he's a very energetic boy and he wants to be everyone's friend. And he never does anything to hurt anyone or ever. He just does, he's just not made that way. But he's very big for his age and he does... And he will stand up for what he believes is right. And as we all know, kids, they sometimes get it a bit wrong. Um, but yeah, I just felt at the time, I was like, well, this isn't, this, you're not looking after his interests. You're, you're looking after what is most, what's easiest for you, as opposed to what needs to be done. And I just felt that it was because they didn't want to have the awkward conversation with the other kids, as opposed to, they weren't looking after my son. They just didn't want to say to the other parents, your kids need reining in. So we took him out of uh, that school and we were lucky enough to get the opportunity to put him into a Steiner school, mm-hmm. which because he's quite physical, I was like, well, that'd be brilliant. Uh, it was in the kindergarten bit. He loved it. He had a great time. Um, the lady running it is like, was like Earth Mother. 
and they would learn they would learn all about how to make bread and how to how to communicate how to express your feelings you know the really important stuff <laughs> that in mainstream education you don't mm. learn until mm. well you learn by accident by proxy as opposed to actually being taught it and then when you move to the older group like the year one for them which would be year two i think for mainstream education i think it is there was one kid there that was just violent and aggressive and horrendous and just he physically hurt my son four times in a month and then he was physically hurting other kids mm. it, it was it was horrendous it was an awful scenario and i kind of ended up saying well how much longer is this going to go on for before you step and do something it was the same problem mm. they were telling us it was happening and not doing anything about it but eventually i just went me and my partners went we've had enough of this we're just going to pull him out and home educate him for a while and because of the whole covid lockdowns and everything they made it quite an easy transition for us because I'm guessing over COVID, you'd been doing a bit of home educating anyway during lockdown yeah. and things. Yeah, I mean, if I'm completely honest, I don't have much faith in mainstream education the way it currently is. Mainly based on my experience, a lot because I work with I work with kids. I teach martial arts and sports to children. I have done for twenty odd years, and so many of the children that I work with and I've worked with over the over the time, they all have the same story, like they're unheard, the parents aren't supported, there's kids running, like doing horrendous things and it's just being brushed off as, oh no, it's just kids. Well, it's not though, is it? Because I always main I maintain this. If something would happen to my son in an educational environment, a place where he's supposed to be protected and safe, if something happened to him that ha I would react aggressively in the adult world, then it shouldn't be happening. I kind of, when we were dealing with it, with it when he was at the sign of school, I said to his teacher, I said, look, this one boy keeps messing with his stuff over and over and wrecking his work, and but nothing's happening. Mm. You're not doing anything. And because I said, like, if I went to the school playground every day and one of the dads poked me in the chest and called me a name, first time I'd be like, whatever. Second time I'd be like, that's a bit rude. Third time I'd have a serious word with him. You know, and fourth time, you'd, you'd probably punch him in the face. Do you know mm. what I mean? But we do it. So, but why is why are the children expected to be able to withstand, just withstand it? Just take it and just take it and take it. What was their response to that? Because it seems like that should be something they were stepping in and dealing with. Well, they, because it got really weird. They said that, oh, you know, this boy has, you know, he has apparently potentially has learning needs. And, and I just said, look, but at the end of the day, if I, I have full sympathy for anyone that has neurodiversity and it's so broad, you know, it can really affect the behavior and I get it. But my son shouldn't have to take violence on the chin, quite literally, just because this kid has learning needs. If he can't control himself in public with other children where he's a risk, he should have the necessary support in place. It's just that simple. So the support structure in the school just wasn't there. And so it you wasn't. chose to to bring your child out and you've you've been home educating yeah. him for now 18 months yeah so talk yeah. me through a kind of typical day there so what what does that look like for you a typical day i will wake up at about quarter to eight half seven something like that we then have breakfast and do uh and either because he goes to a tutor twice a week so i think it's important that he learns from other people as opposed to just just us he goes to a tutor twice a week same time same days every week where he does things like he'll do writing and reading and all that kind of stuff. I'll then pick him up. I'll take him to an art class. And we play guitar together. Um, and he does Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu three times a week. 
And um, what I found with my son specifically structures everything. If it's unstructured, because what I learned about children from teaching kids is it all comes down to routine. And it might be boring. And I know a lot of a lot of the other home parents are like, oh no, we, we just let the kids sort of show us what they want to learn. I went, that's great in principle, but in reality, that isn't how the world works. So what happens when that child is in an environment where they have to do things on a schedule and they're used to doing whatever they want? Do you, do you know what I mean? And I was just like, I'm not too sure that's the move. And what I found with, with, with my son, at least, if it's too broad, it's too wide, it's too open, he kind of starts to unravel a little bit. He doesn't like it. Mm. He quite likes having a structure to his day and that, that works for you as a family as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it makes it much easier much easier to manage i know that on a I don't know, on a wednesday uh, my partner takes him to a, a home ed social thing where he does a multi-sport class and he hangs out with his friends and stuff so i know that that day i can spend working and you know i, I do monday tuesday friday saturday with him but we yeah we, we, we tend to we tend to structure everything day to day does he have homework from his tutor that he then does at no. home or, or is all of his learning done when he goes to his tutor twice a week? All of his learning is done when he goes to his tutor. Uh, he goes to the, he go, he has, so he does, does every, pretty much four days a week, he'll go to a structured class of some sort. If he can't, for whatever reason, I've got a load of materials that I do with him. And some sometimes they might say, oh, you know, we need a bit more practice on, like the minute he needs a bit more practice on forming particular letters or particular words. And we'll just sit and we have little worksheets that I found and we just go through them. It takes 20 minutes. Mm. But, it's, you know, when you're developing any skill, doing it every day, but doing it for 20 minutes, half an hour is usually enough to make a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. And and how do you see it panning out in the future? Do you see this as a long-term journey sort of through secondary or are you going to see how it goes when it gets to that age? I would like to see it go through secondary. But it, it essentially comes down to him. He's a very sociable kid, so he likes being out and around other kids, and, and I think that's very that's really important. And obviously, he's he's in his he's on the jujitsu team, so he's got lots of peers that he hangs out with and stuff. But yeah, we'll just see where, where he where he ends up going. Because one of the things I found when I was at school, they, I hated school. <laughs> I started, I didn't enjoy it at all. Is I wasted so much time learning so many things that literally I have never used since. Mm. So many things. It's almost better off specialising in something that they're interested in because they'll learn a lot more about that thing, you know. Like he plays guitar, so he loves rock music. So that's what he's learning. He's learning a rock syllabus. He does a tutor once a week and then I, I work with him twice a week. A lot of people said, yeah, but shouldn't he be learning classical? I'm like, why? He's still learning to play guitar, whether you're learning to play it distorted and downtuned or whether you're playing the chord on an acoustic it's the same chord it's just that because it's inter it interests him those particular sounds and those particular songs are interesting him he's still learning the same skills it doesn't really matter you know i think being able to follow your child's interest is like you say it's amazing how much they can learn when they want to learn it and if yeah. they don't see the point in it it's, it's almost like cramming information in their head that they just just doesn't yeah. go in because they just don't see the point of it yeah, absolutely. And one, I mean, one of the things I'm very aware of is sometimes there'll be things that come up like, oh, you know, such and such is going to this. And I'll call, you know, it'll be like a group of some sort and it'll be, it'll be kids 
homemade yoga or something. And I'll be like, what's the point? He's not going to want to do it. He'll sit there and go, I'm bored after five minutes. It's, or there's there's a lot of there's a lot of services out there that all say, oh, you know, if you pay, you know, like a hundred pounds an hour, we can teach your child all this stuff. And you look at what they're learning and how they're teaching. So, well, why are you charging so much money? I should start charging because that's exactly what I'm doing. You know, I don't have the government stamp. As home education has got more popular, the increasing number of classes and providers that that are putting forward a service, and you have to be just like you did there you do really have to do some due diligence don't you and see mm. actually what you're getting for your money there's so many groups that we've been to that are just don't mean to disrespect anyone but they were terrible mm. they were just kids running chaos running amok in a room and i'm like so what part of this is educational so oh, but in the corner there's a science bit but no one's there <laughs> they're all just <laughs> running about what are we doing it's fine if that's what it is it's fine that's fine but you need to say that you can't say this is a an education thing and clearly it's not led it's not directed so how can it be educational it's interesting because when my two were younger we used to go to things that were educational and the Mm. socializing bit it just didn't interest me at all because they i had two close in age so they just hung out together and as they got into their teens it's flipped completely the other way now i don't go to anything educational i only go to socializing things because it's about the need of your child at the time, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So my last question to you is, and I'm asking this of everybody and I'm springing it on them because I love the spontaneity of the answers, but if you could sum up your home education life in three words, what words would you choose? Um, it's varied. Uh, it's challenging in the best way. And, oh, a third one. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's, it, I can't put it into one word because one of the things that I love is that unlike a lot of the, the parents around me that have kids in school, I see my kid more than they ever will at yeah. these formative. I can't, I can't put that into one word. I know exactly what you mean. You know mean. what I mean? I do. And when, when, I, when I first started home educating many years ago, when people would ask me about home ed, they would ask me and, and I would say I home educate and they was they would invariably say, oh, I could never do that. I could never spend all my time with my children. And I thought, that's the best bit. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's it's always made me sad because I know exactly what you mean, that that honour yeah. of being able to spend your time, yeah. like much more time with your child is such a wonderful thing, isn't it? Yeah, well, I, I love it when we go to like social things like the, the, the and maybe he doesn't know anyone there. He doesn't cling to either of us. He just goes. Doesn't even look over his shoulder. And that, to me, a lot of people said, oh, God, you know, doesn't that make you feel rejected? I'm like, no. It makes me confident that he has that. He knows in his soul that we're there. He knows. Secure attachment. He doesn't exactly. need to check where we are because he knows mm-hmm. we'll be there. Yeah, and he'll just go. He'll just go and you'll have a good time. But yeah, That's wonderful. I mean... It sounds like it's working really well for you and long may that continue because it's such a positive choice, I think. And uh, it's a, it's amazing to hear such a such a sort of positive, affirming story of home education. So thank you so much, Wesley. It's been really nice chatting with you. Today. No problem. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Home Education Matters podcast. See you at the next one. Have a lovely day.